your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Shut your cell phones. Please put your hands together for your host, Kevin Esposito. You know what I mean? Like that's, I just want you to know in that moment it was a safety blanket where I was gonna, and then it wasn't there. But you know what, look at this. I'm a total professional just holding it. Just using my hands. Get on board with that already. A lot of comics would have left. Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this, that's a very small, kind of a milking stool more than anything, which is great. We got a lot of great cows on the show tonight and a ton of good comics also. Decent comics, great cows. Come for the cows, stay for the jokes. Okay. It was a weird start, but I'm into it. And I, and I feel like you guys should be on board as well. I'm already doing a great job. Look at how tiny that's, and that kind of, so then like, and then that, that kind of is, so it's just kind of pr- playing with the proportions of, you know, so it's kind of like a, you remember when she was in the chair? And she was also a phone operator. Lily Tomlin is who I'm talking about. And this is really kind of that part in my life that you're watching right now. This is my new thing. It's my new, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm immediately gonna cut the sleeves off my flannel and just tour on tiny stool hats. You know what I mean? Just kind of a, you know, like a, like a camera in the tiny stool guy sort of a thing. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'll be your host tonight. Yeah. Those are the kind of jokes and observations you can expect from me throughout the evening. We've also got an awesome crowd tonight. We got it. Oh, you're the crowd. Comics. The comics are great. You guys have yet to be proven. I don't know whether or not to trust you, but I can see individuals are smiling. People seem like their hearts are open. I'm very happy about that. Nobody's currently texting. Sorry, I'm in kind of on board with that. That's something that happens sometimes at shows now where it's like people are like, who are you? You're here. You came here. We didn't, you came here. You came here. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little bit excited also because a big thing, a big, a big thing, and uh, the uh, show is now sponsored by Bing. Uh, so fuck you, Jonah Ray. You know what I mean? Um, kind of an L.A. specific people that are in commercials joke. Also, we're friends, so don't, you know, unless you're his wife. A nice lady. Um, (laughs) But I got engaged this week since I saw you guys. Since I... Since I saw you guys. I, uh, I got engaged. Uh, I, I got engaged. That's, uh, that's my fiance right over there, Rhea Butcher. That's, that's her. Well, I audibly, I can say that, but I'll tell you that speaking of texts over text, I'm only telling people that she's my Beyonce or my fence because I refuse to learn how to speak French. Uh, not now, not ever. So. Thank you for that one. I, yeah, we got, uh, she asked me to marry her. And, uh, and I did in fact say yes. So we're engaged, which is really exciting. Also, um, 
I'm still like thrown, oh, you have to plan a wedding now, I guess is what people are telling me. You can't just then say that as a blanket statement and then that's a thing. It's immediately like a next thing. I don't know if you know that. It's really like a, it's, um, it's like a moving walkway at the airport. Once you get engaged, then it's like, whoop, and you just suddenly you've rented a venue. Because you're, because everybody's, oh, you getting, when are you getting the, like the eagle that was flying over us when we were at Griffith Park and she got down on a knee, the eagle was like, you know, like, Wah! but an eagle, that means, where do you think you're going to go? What are you thinking for the honeymoon? Me, I sat on an egg. That's what that eagle said. <laughs> I'm having a great time with you guys. I'm having a great time. So we got engaged, and that's very fun. I will also say um, a couple other things that have happened already in the last week that I can tell you. Uh, um, so don't necessarily say to somebody, oh, you're going to get gay married. Don't necessarily say that. Don't say that. Don't say, oh, you're engaged. I have a friend that just got gay married because I'll wonder about your level of friendship with that person. Because I'm gay, but the ma- it's just a marriage. And it kind of sounds... Like, it's okay to say, like, the black vote, you know, when you're... T- like, it's okay to say the black vote, but you shouldn't say your black vote. Do you know what I mean? Like, right after... You, so right after somebody... You shouldn't say, thanks for your black vote. Like, don't say that. So it's kind of like that. It's like, yes, like, g- gay... I actually prefer equal marriage, but you, you say gay marriage all you want, but don't not necessarily your, you know, your... Because then it feels very, very, like, you little... You know, it's very... It's, uh... It's super infantilizing and uh, weird, um, so don't necessarily say that. Um, yes. And uh, another thing that I just, and this is not, this is just off of that a little bit. Um, I feel like this is the final uh, teaching moment for the night. Um, I think in general we could stop uh, using uh, the F word. I'm not even going to say it. Uh, I think comics can stop using it. it. It's a word that you yell at a gay person right before you're going to beat them to death. So I feel like we can stop saying that. Just saying that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you can stop saying that. Uh, I also feel like uh, if I never had to hear I'd go gay for again, then I'd be fine. That would be fine. That would make my life better. It'd actually make anybody you're talking to's life better. Because anybody, because it's, oh, first of all, it's always, like, pretty far afield. Like, <laughs> I'd go gay for Hugh Jackman. Okay, Hugh Jackman, you'd go gay for Hugh Jackman. You, who are kind of gross, would lower yourself to be with Hugh, Wolverine! To be with Wolverine! How open-minded of you to deign him that honor. Uh, we can stop saying that. Also, I'd go gay for kind of a weird thing because it's, you know, it's like I was born that way. I was born gay. Uh, Lady Gaga said it best when she said I was born this way. And uh, it's weird to think that it's just like, that's a kind of like a visit. Like you could like have whatever sex you want to have. And then just also like, especially right after I'm now allowed to get married for the first time and like be... Uh, with my future wife for the rest of our lives and also like through the good and bad times like maybe don't necessarily uh, minimize that to the point where you would suck Wolverine's cock like I don't need to I don't you know what else I don't give a shit like I don't know how much you think I care about that but it is zero amounts 
What? What was that? There was just one lone thing. I just want to... Did anybody say anything? You're a joke when you're broke. Yep. Did you say give a joke when you're broke? That's so weird and inapplicable to the situation. I didn't say anything about the money. What are you... Wait, broke like, oh, gay? Do you mean gay? Like broke? Like, uh, like mountains? Is that what you mean? Backs? I don't know. Shut up is all I have to say. I like... I'm, I've had it with uh, just weird... I should say this! Nope, you shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> all right, we are going to get the show started, and I am not going to waste another second of your time. It's not a waste. You're enjoying me, and I'm enjoying you. But I'm just saying that there are more comics who are awesome, and uh, this first one's so happy that he stopped in tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. Let's hear for Bob. Hi, Cameron. Cameron Esposito. She's getting You felt like the audience was down? Oh, it's because it's hot. It is so hot. It's like oppressive in there. Fucking. It's not. It's, I've seen worse, but it's hot. Yeah. And I, isn't it amazing how everyone gets so, like, sluggish? I mean, it really busts people down. Yeah, I feel like that is a very, very true thing. And then I also. Letterman keeps it like 50. Have you ever been to the Letterman? Yeah, studio? I have. It's yeah, it's freezing. Um, yes, it's very hot. And I also think that sometimes people are like, this crowd here at UCB is really interesting right now because yeah. it's like people that, it's like not necessarily alt comics. It's not like the, the most, this is a taco stand where we do a show, but it's also not like a club. So it's like this very like, it's like people that are really into comedy, but they're also not necessarily here to party. They're like, it's right. an interesting like... They're being a little more uh, yeah. scrutinizing yeah, things and like, not relaxing. Fine. Absolutely. So, now, I also noticed more old people out there than I'm used to seeing. I have found that... I think it's the same thing I'm talking it's about. Where it's like nothing but really young people. Yeah, I think it's so just... Uh, I think it's just the length that's been here. Hi, yes. Captain. Doug Benson. How's it going, buddy? How are, are you? Are you going up next? No, you no, no, no. I did yeah. my podcast on... Earlier, thank you. already. Yeah. I, well, you know, I do it every week. Before, yeah. Now that Put Your Hands Together is the new show, it's just like Comedy Bang Bang used to be. I do my show for like 45 minutes before yeah. their show. And then we have some return and audiences from that, which is great. Too? Yeah. And yeah. who did you have on tonight? Tonight was uh, the guy who directed The uh, Spectacular Now, James Ponsold. Was he here? He left already, but he was here. He did great. And uh, Paul Feig. And, uh, Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, and... Uh, and Sam Levine and Pete Holmes. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. Did you see that's pretty packed. Now? I haven't seen it, but I've heard such good things. I liked his first their last movie, Smashed. And now I want to see his first movie. He did a thing with Nick Nolte called uh, The Outside Black or something like that. A baseball no, I reference. I didn't see it. Yeah, Outside the Black. I think Let me tell you, it. I really liked Spectacular. I know I'm in it, but I really liked no, they, it. No, the talk of it is just like that the guy is just... Yeah, he just... And you know what else? He shot so fast, man. Like one, two shots per scene. He, weren't, he didn't cover anything. I mean, he, he seems just like knows he's got what he an wants. amazing disposition. He knows what he wants. This yeah. is currently on, which means that I can that just fun. pause it and step away. Or no, you guys no, can no, just... No, let's do this. No, 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 use that. Right? Use that. I don't care. I'm do I what did I say? I didn't talk shit about it. Just The Spectacular Now is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I'll, Doug, I, I didn't even also, know you were recording. No, that. I no, I just felt that's, well, that's what I felt like I needed to say because I'm like secretly <laughs> so wiretapping. Is it, it, it's going good, your show? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you guys are killing it. It's crazy popular. and I, I travel, I do them all over the country now. 
when you do your regular touring dates, you usually like add. Yeah, I'll a do Douglas a stand-up show on. one day and Douglas movies the next day, and, and people come and out. And I'll try to get like you know actors that are on location in that city or other comedians that are playing there. That and, night and or in the, the afternoon? Do I do the show in the afternoon, so right. theoretically every weekend on the afternoon. So everybody's not busy, and and then the four twenty start time is a fun gag for the stoner <laughs> population. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking stop with that. Leave pot alone. It's well, fine. It doesn't it need you. I don't. Prom- I'm not promoting it. I'm going to post the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, she's going to show it. Sorry. What, what am I saying? I was just going to say, what are you here tonight prepping for? What are you working on? You were just David, talking before the show. Uh, David Cross and Brian Posehn and I are going to do a mini tour, very mini, but we're going to go to New York, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, Portland, and L.A. in September. Awesome. And we're going to do stand-up and sketches. Well, anybody that listens to the show, I'm sure, yes, would love to go great. to that. Yes, Very so, excited. Yeah, go thank check you. that out. And thank you. Guys, Bob Odenkirk, one more time. Hey, if you, if you, let's say you don't, maybe you love this comp, but you're like, I, I don't, well, then you should watch uh, Breaking Bad, or you should watch Mr. Show. Now, is that, was that, that's that guy. He's an amazing comic. We're very happy. And, oh, uh, we have another special guest tonight, which I'm very happy we have here. Let's hear it right now for uh, Mr. Aziz Ansari, you guys. Give it up for Aziz. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, Aziz Ansari, give it up for Aziz one more time. You can see Aziz on Parks and Rec. I believe he's also prepping for a, a theater tour, so go to that as well and uh, go see that when it's done. Do you understand? You guys are you're it's a, for you're you a little you guys are a little light. You're a little light in a little box and then a. And egg hatches, and it's a joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that kind of—it's kind of cool. I think that's kind of rad. It's like you're like—I mean, we're the Stones, and you're who was around like right before the Stones were a thing. Whoever that was. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? The the Rolling Stones. I'm talking about. I'm just I'm, saying, I'm trying to say I am Mick Jagger, and you guys are whoever was nearby, right before Mick Jagger got his lips. All right, you can keep shutting the fuck up. <laughs> you can just keep shutting the fuck up. I just don't have time to be nice tonight, so that's all. Uh, oh, look at this. Watch this profesh move. Uh, Titty's stool's gonna go away. Big normal stool's here to stay. And I'm gonna introduce the next comic at the same time. So a lot of people couldn't handle this. <laughs> uh, and you don't give a shit. <laughs> Audience, are you okay? Do you understand? Are you, you know you paid $5 to be here. You know you paid $5 and you just saw Bob Odenkirk and Aziz Ansari. You know that that's true of your lives. And still you sit there holding back your love. What do you expect from us? $5? We almost paid you, you motherfuckers. And on top of that... These next comics are handpicked by me and Ryan McManaman, my co-producer, and just to be, like, the best of the best that you guys could see. And so, like, this is rad for you, and I like you, you know, and I like you, but earlier when I said I didn't know if I trusted you yet, I, I, 
I changed that statement to say, I'm judgmental of you. I'm judgmental of you because I don't know what you expect. I don't know how awesome your lives are. What do you all drive, Lamborghinis? What's going on with you guys? Are you okay? How fresh is your sushi? Are you all right? This is great. This is sushi-grade sushi. And I chastise you for holding back your love. We're going to keep the show rolling. Uh, this next comic, awesome performer. You can see her here at the UCB Theater doing her hit show, God Loves Figs. God hates figs. God hates figs. I get it. It's a pun. Uh, which consistently sells out and is awesome. Let's hear it right now for Emily Maya Mills. Guys, give it up for Emily. I'm sorry. I'm not wearing shoes. I couldn't get... I was back there changing my pants and couldn't get them on fast enough. Sorry. I had to get my... Uh, following Bob Odenkirk pants on and then suddenly had to do a quick change into my following Bob Odenkirk and then Aziz Ansari pants, which were no pants. And then Cameron told me I had to put pants on, um, which I think was a bad call. So, hi. You guys look like masks I bought at Z Gallery when I was... It's amazing on my wall. Do you remember in middle school? Amazing, beautiful. Okay, uh, I like. I feel I would have been late anyway. I'm, I'm always constantly ten minutes late to everything. Anyone? I always. I'm always trapped in a Whole Foods parking lot. Anyone else? All constantly. Those places, you know, like it's like a upper middle class version of a war zone. You know, where there's just like nothing but white ladies and Mercedes SUVs driving around. Like this must be what it's like to drive a tank through Fallujah. <laughs> so crazy. And then they just jam you into your parking space. You can't get out the door and you just try to wiggle out. And they just leave you there like, you should try avoiding gluten. Boop, boop. <laughs> just to die hanging out of your car door. And then you get out of your car and no sooner are you attacked by those charity demons. You know the ones with the fucking clipboards that just want to suck 45 minutes of your life. And they're just so... they miss, You have misread the situation. I do not have a personal chef. I have $10 and a digestive issue. Get the fuck out of my way. I want lunch. But they're so aggressive with their pitches. Especially these... This lady came up to me today and was like, excuse me, hi, would you like to save a child's life? What? The fuck am I supposed to say to that? That is, a, like, you, I'll, here's the thing. I'll tell you what you say, because this is a new one, and you keep it. Next time somebody asks you if you want to save a child's life, you just look them in the eyes, just fucking grab them right there in the eyes, stare them in the face, and say, I already did today. <laughs> and then you fucking steal their soul, and you eat it for lunch, and then you don't have to go shopping. You don't need kombucha. Okay. <laughs> It'll catch on. It's pretty great. I, uh, I, when there was this one time I smoked so much weed. And that is the end of that story. Okay, so <laughs> I am, I'm having a lot of fun with no shoes here. Uh, this is great. Here's the thing I just, I spent the entire weekend at a wedding uh, doing it, being in it. And I like weddings, they're fun, you know? Um, I think it's a lot of fun even to cry at a wedding. But it's cute. I always cry at a wedding, which is adorable until you realize you're crying like you're being hunted in the darkness of night. <laughs> you know, and you're just like you're in pain, like you are not like under anesthesia for a surgery. You know, just ah, because it's 
Because it's the, the moment you realize you've been decisive about your life choices and then all of a sudden everybody wants to make you question. You know what I mean? Like, you might be single happily for years. You get to a wedding and those single stag dudes, they can fucking smell it, right? So they all come up with the same type of, like, the same type of little, the same type of, you know, they're stag thing there. And they're always like, sorry, I hope, I hope you don't mind me saying so, but you look pretty old for a single lady. And you're like, what the fuck? You can't. What a, I was far, I was doing fine. And, and then, like, you haven't even been in a relationship in two, maybe a half of one in four years. And you, everybody's all of a sudden got kids. And then the, your moms and aunts were, when's it going to be your turn, huh? When are you going to, What? Why can't I live my dreams? Why are you? I was at a wedding recently. I swear to you, this happened. My uncle Dick, true story, came up to me, grabbed me by the elbow, and was like, "Just get it done." <laughs> it fucking hurt my arm. I swear to God, that happened. I don't like being told what to do. You know, you want to just grab him by the lapels and be like, "Have you seen my house plans? It's not my game, motherfucker." <laughs> uncle Dick. Like, who put you in charge of spreading seed, Uncle Dick? Ah, touche. Don't answer that. Okay. It's Uncle Dick. But, like, how does he know what I, how responsible? He, he, he did that. I just fucking went to the bar, grabbed, like, a gin martini and just started throwing out pickup lines. Like, hey, your daddy must have been Native American because I just want to get you drunk and screw you. Come on. <laughs> How you like me now, Uncle Dick? He didn't like me. That was my cousin. Anyway, so the point <laughs> I'm trying to make is, like, who people are so decisive about their life. Like, the thing about kids is that so people want to act like, oh, uh, fuck kids, you know? Fuck kids. To fuck them. And you're like, that's a, not something you should come, should come out of your mouth. And you sound, <laughs> stop it. And then the other side of it is people are just like, I was put on this earth to make children with my body, and I'm doing it now as we speak. <laughs> and that's not the part that's mostly sensual. But the, so I was on the phone with my friend Diane recently, right? So Diane's one of those, like, the other side is just like, fuck it. Like, I, you know, going through all the things that are great about not having children, she's like, I could travel the world if I want to. I can have that third bottle of Prosecco. Like, <laughs> yeah. Childlessness is another cute term for alcoholism. But so... <laughs> Uh, the, I, I was like wanting to get on board. I don't care. I'm not I, either way. It's fine. Like I'll grab a kid one day if I want to. I don't give it. Like uh, who cares? And uh, why the pressure? And so just, I feel like I want to get on board with this conversation. Just join in. I remember saying like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's great not to have kids. You know, because like when you get older and things start breaking down, you know, you can just kill yourself. <laughs> you know, it's great. You don't have to stick around for any birthday parties or bullshit like that. You know, it's amazing. You can just, and hear me, she was like, Emily, that's very funny to me. Don't say that to a room full of people. And here we are. And the, here, you have to hear me out, though. Here's the thing that I will say about that is, uh, imagine this, okay, right? You are... You're out there like 72, you're just, you just change your silk moo-moo into another silk, silk moo-moo, and you're managing your apartment building, you know, you just picking out your hair, putting on a fresh coat of hot pink lipstick, you're trimming the shrubs, you know, just having a day, and you're like, oh no, my elbow hurts and I forgot where my pussy is, and, but I did not forget how to get to the Golden Gate Bridge because I tattooed that shit on my arm like a reverse treasure map, you know? 
X marks the spot where I dump my own body. Come on, let's go. You hop in your champagne-colored, you know, sh- your, your little champagne-colored Corvette, and you hit up, you drive up the five, you know, you got it on the highway. You got a CB radio so you can, you know, you got to be able to talk to truckers because those boys know where the party's at, right? So you get up to the edge of the Golden Gate Bridge, you get out there, you have a little moment, sing a little song, we're in the lights. Go there in the city, yeah. In the sunshine zone. The point is, Journey does not know when to quit, but I do. Okay, let's all take a note from that. Uh, Why are they still touring? It makes no fucking sense. Let's know when to call it. Guys, I'm Ellen Maya Mills. You guys have been great. Have a great show. Emily Maya Mills, guys, keep it going. Hey, we are going to keep the show right on rolling. This next comic in from New York. So we're going to give him all of our uh, Los Angeles hospitality and run him off the road with our cars after the show. Uh, but, to, but for now, we're going to listen to his voice as he tells hilarious jokes. Let's hear it right now for Nate Fredston, guys. Give it up for Nate Fredston. Oh, Cameron, everybody. Isn't she great? Hi there. All right. Good start. Hi, everyone. My name is Nate. It's nice to be here. I'm in a great mood. Um, I got an unexpected compliment yesterday. Always a great feeling. I was coming out of a 7-Eleven, and a guy tried to lure me into his van. So, still got it. It's pretty good. I've put on, like, 89 pounds since I was nine, so I've been a little self-conscious about it. It's a weight I probably won't lose, so... I, uh, I'm sorry if I, if I apologize if I sound like I'm sick. I'm kind of coming down with something because I'm a Jew, and that is our natural state. Uh, and like a lot of Jews, I love hip-hop. I love rap music. It's true. I love rap music. Did you guys know there's Christian rap? Yeah, no one's ever excited about it. No one's... It's true. There's, Chris, there's a genre of music called... It's like Christian rock, but it's rap. And the people who make it, Christian rappers, they do it because they think that there should be a positive version of rap music. Rap music with a positive message. Have these people ever heard rap music? Is there anything more positive than rap lyrics? Here's the theme to every hit rap song of the last 20 years. I'm awesome. All of my friends are awesome. You would not believe how successful we are. I have a myriad ways to get to work in the morning. Are you enjoying this party? Happy birthday. That's that's all of them. I live in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn, New York. That's where I... Sure, all right. It's getting enough attention. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We both left, right? So I spent a lot of my time playing pickup basketball, obviously. And let me tell you guys something. If you have white guilt and you're looking to settle that debt, move to the hood and start playing pickup basketball. You will be even in a week because when you're a white guy playing pickup basketball, you just get called the name of every white professional basketball player who's ever lived all game long. And that never happens the other way. White people do not call black people the names of black professional basketball players because that's a compliment. That's not how you talk shit. (laughs) Hey, good shot, LeBron. It is a good shot. I'm doing very well. (laughs) Are you keeping score? I'm killing you. But 
But if you're a white guy, get ready to hear about Steve Kerr all game long. <laughs> Steve Nash, if you're playing well. That's the best you can hope for. My favorite one, though, to this day, I was playing, and a guy goes, Oh, Tony Hawk! <laughs> That's just a white guy. That's not, that's not even the name of a basketball player. That's not even the name of a guy who plays team sports. That's just a white guy on wheels. All that is is I know the name of a white guy. There's a white guy. I'm going to say the name out loud right now, I think. In his defense, I had just pulled off a 720 layup, so two full rotations. Hard to do. Pretty good. I like living in New York. I like, I like any city I go to because the people watching is great. How great is the people watching in Los Angeles? Wonderful, right? You love it? So I think my favorite type of people watching has to be watching couples fight. Oh, my God. Is that not... Cancel Netflix. Who needs it? It's great. See a whole relationship end on a Tuesday afternoon outside of a restaurant. It's amazing. Especially if you've ever been in a relationship, like a long-term relationship, then it's the best. It's just a fight you don't have to be a part of. You just get to sit back and judge... Like, oh, I've done that before. It's great. Like, I, I've, I've had a lot of fights. I, uh, I lived with a woman we just broke up. We lived together for five years. So I've had all the fights. I'm a fight connoisseur at this point. Attention sommelier, if you will. If I, if I see you fighting, I can come up to you like a waiter in a restaurant, tell you all about your fight, what it pairs with, how the rest of your night's going to go. Like this couple over here, they're just having a light-bodied argument right now. Um, this has notes of, why don't, you do the, why don't you do the dishes? I really wish you would help out a lot more around the house. And uh, This has a higher alcohol content than a lot of fights of this type, but these two decided to have brunch while they were still angry at each other for some reason. And This pairs really well with waiting for your girlfriend to turn her head and then giving her the finger behind her back. This couple over here, though, they're having a full red-faced fight. Uh, this has notes of, stop talking down to me and let me finish a goddamn sentence, bitch. This has been bottled up since 2009, which was a great year for this fight. He had it a lot that year. Something about the weather. And this is best enjoyed with locking yourself in the bathroom and crying for four hours. And eating a whole wheel of cheese by yourself. You know, wine stuff. I've heard of wine. Right? Brooklyn. I don't know why I, I, oh, I reached out to him. I don't, he looks like the sort of guy who would live in Brooklyn and drink wine. This is going to be great on the podcast. All right. Um... It's good. If it's not clear, we were fighting a lot. My girlfriend and I, we were fighting a lot. That's why we broke up. And it's, it sucks. I now join the most hated group in America, the most discriminated against group in the United States of America, the newly single guy. If you don't believe me, watch TV, man. They're not even trying to sell us stuff. There is no commercial trying to reach a newly single guy. Like, not even beer. You would think beer, but no guy in a beer commercial has ever been in a relationship. Those guys have only been single. Every beer commercial is the story of this ragtag group of four guys, three white, one black, on this little rascal's mission to have the most Bud Light night of all time. They're going to eat nachos. One guy's going to get a hand job. It's going to be pretty good for Bud Light. Pretty good night. The other option is like just commercials with happy couples, like just Home Depot ads, just happy couples putting the finishing touches on the house that no one in America can afford anymore. They both have Sunday off like no couple I know. How is that possible? Just her feet up on his lap. Where's the commercial trying to reach me? Like, just like a one with like, like a Bed Bath & Beyond commercial, just like a bleary-eyed, hungover guy. Just like, uh, yeah, is this where I get sheets and towels? Um, I never thought I'd have to do this on my own. Um, what does thread count mean? What is that? Are you just... 
Is that just how you make it more expensive because it's a little bit softer? Do you count all the threads? And then it just says Bed Bath & Beyond. Seriously, dude, you gotta care about this now. Sorry. That's... What about just like a sad guy in a futon just watching the game by himself, eating takeout? And it just says Tupperware. She took the plates. You know, like that would be... That'd be pretty good. My name's Nate Fritzen. Good night, everybody. I am going to keep the show rolling. Uh, these ne- Okay, so the next performers, they are a duo act, and they are in from my hometown of Chicago. And in Chicago... Y- y- oh, wow. Excellent. I like the... That's... Uh, yes. Uh, in general for that city. We did it! We, and it's, you know, and it's sausage, and everybody eats sausage. And it's delicious. And boozy. What a boozy city, you know? Just tons of booze and right in the old mouth and then get on the L. And you're lost and there's a sausage. So that's the whole experience of living there. It's just that. You're lost, there's a sausage. That's the whole thing. You're lost, there's a sausage. Whole thing. Uh, okay, great. I, was, I, I love these performers. They run a long... A long-time favorite show in Chicago called Entertaining Julia, and they're here because they did that show at the Nerd Melt Theater, and I also convinced them to do our show. So, ladies and gentlemen, some of my favorite performers in the whole wide world. Let's hear it right now for the Putterboss Sisters. Give it up for them. Come on. That lives. I know. I had to bring my own mic from Chicago, though. Ooh. So it's rough. It gets rough, you know. Guys, look at us. You know, we're in LA. You guys live here. We don't. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. Um, no, I mean, I like LA. It's it is good. Really, a place you can gain as much weight as you want. It doesn't even matter, you know. Right. <laughs> doesn't even matter. Oh, just to get ready for LA, I just I cut off my legs and I replaced them with fake LA legs. So these are not real. They weigh 20 pounds less than my regular legs. Yeah. Yeah. So I could get some work. I was going to say those fake are legs. not LA legs. Right. You know, know what I mean? I know. I know. Uh, those are some Italian thighs. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've learned uh, since I've been here how to do one dramatic selfie and one comedic selfie um, <laughs> on Instagram. So that's right. been good. That's good. And I'm glad that you decided to dress up um, just like uh, one of the craft witches dressed shops at Forever 21. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes, I see. I'm glad that you decided to dress up like Cisco's mom for the crowd. You know? I like hip-hop, you know what I mean? I like hip-hop, I also like H&M, you know what I mean? Yeah, you guys do have Forever 21, right? I've seen mm. the American Apparel stores. Mm. There's a lot of those around. You guys ever try on uh, Forever 21 clothes when you're like in your 30s? Yeah. I like to go to Forever 21 when you're currently 31 and you're like, oh, whatever, I can work this jean jacket. I'm going to wear a high I don't even want to know well, what I'm going to do with that. And then you put it on and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, no, that is just a hungover slut. So we're going to get yeah. right we back gonna, to Sears. We are going to get right back to Kmart where all of the slacks smell like crazy bread. Right. right. You know? It's not a problem. You know not I mean? a problem. I'm just really glad. I'm glad to be here. I'm really glad January's over. Mm. You know? Because... Right. 
honestly, it's good to know that, like, I, I'm not going to do anything different with myself this mm-hmm. year, you know? Like, just give up the false hope that you have, that you're like, this year I'm going to fucking do it, man. I'm going to, like, call my mom every day. I'm going to, like, start a not profit organization. I'm going to like, about my mom. Get like 14 boyfriends. I'm going to start, start a the elliptical machine. And then like by this time in the year, you're just like, ah, oh, no, you know what? I think I'm just going to keep smoking resin, watching Netflix and masturbating actually. And if you guys haven't finger blasted yourself to Big Mama's house too, then you have not. Well, I guess you don't believe in yourselves. You know what I mean? I've learned that you can smoke resin all day. It is going to make your errands a lot more confusing. Sure. It Ab- really is. Absolutely. The other day I was a little, uh, little, uh, Peter Toshed. Little Toots in the Maytail. Little Toots in the Maytail. Yeah. Little, uh, Reba McIntyre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. And it was an H&R Block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was also a little Bob Marleyed up. Yeah. Uh, went to the bank and I just handed them a bunch of crumpled money and she was like, Do you have a deposit slip? And I was like, Do you have any butterscotch dum dums? <laughs> you know. Now that we're in LA, I wanted to ask you, how like how's your career been like this past week? Like, oh, gotten, well, like... it's your career too, so mm. <laughs> I mean when I was twenty one I did move here. Okay. Uh, for acting. Okay, I think you're the first one to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> the first. Uh, and then I just did a lot of coke on porches, so... Is that not acting? Because <laughs> the monologues were really fast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, now, when I'm in my 30s, all I really want is to just be the crazy white girl in an all-black red box movie. And I just want... Not like even a red box, like the movies they sell that they bootleg outside of right. the red box machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I just want my only line to be, I come in every time and just say, Girl, I don't think your boyfriend gets it. I think that's good. I yeah, think it doesn't do have that. to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did a little bit of acting. I paid a lot uh, to go to acting school. Mm. Um, and the thing is, it's like I really like the movement work, but I would elect a class called Here's How You Fill Out an Applebee's Resume. Mm. I also feel like I've used my acting degree a lot to just act sober in work environments, you know? It's like, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, right. Mm. How do you get to UCB Theater? You become friends with Cameron Esposito, Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. So, uh, also, just I mean, let's get into let's it. get like, into the, the hardcore material dating. The dating. To the dating. Who's, you know what I mean? Who's on the dating? Who's on the scene? Oh, who is? His, have you guys been doing the online dating? Craigslist. <laughs> you guys been doing the Craigslist? Yeah. I put it out on Craigslist. Um, just in the free section. Just um, <laughs> for my vagina. I just said a couple holes, some wear and tear. Uh, pick it up by six or it'll be out in the alley. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's how you get a dresser and a boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've got some good news on my end of the dating. Um, what is the news? I Share the have news. been getting laid a lot recently. What? Yes, 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 yes. Crushing it, crushing it, crushing it, crushing it, crushing it, crushing it. Here's the thing. Uh, I feel like, if you guys don't know about this, getting laid a lot makes your life cooler. Right. And when you're not getting laid a lot, 
every day of your life is the longest day of your life that you've ever lived. It's like Chernobyl in the 40s all the time. It's horrible and awful. And you just see people with sundresses and you get pissed off and you're like, oh, you're wearing that sundress. You're holding your boyfriend's hand in that sundress when a storm is about to come. (laughs) And you're waiting for the bus and you're like, this bus is But when you're getting laid, waiting for the bus can feel a lot like, I'm waiting for that motherfucking bus. Yeah. All right. and I love them very much. Also, I will say this, of all of my friends, they are the only of my friends that I have been with them while their dad and they got kicked out of a bar together. (laughs) Have you ever seen that moment in your friends' lives? Too good! And I think they just went and got late night food, like with their dad, like, ah, forget it! And then like the dad was like, I'll draw, anyway. Um... Love those putterbaws. They are the best. They have a small t- uh, crying Italian dad. I have a small crying Italian dad. And so this is one of the roots of our friendship. Uh, but not the only, the only uh, extent of it. Guys, we've got two comics left. We are going to do it. We are going to make it happen. We are going to introduce one of them right now. I am, specifically me. I said we, but it's going to come out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> This guy runs a great, great show every Sunday night at the Tex French Restaurant, which is uh, in Silver Lake, and you should go to that. Or just stay right where you are right now. Here he is, Zach Sherwin, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear for Zach! Hey guys, fun little improv to get things started off. Um, I'm on a tight seven-minute set here, um, and I'm going to respect that, and I'm going to get a three-minute light, and I'm going to end my set by performing a rap song for you guys that I wrote. Uh, that's how this is going to end. Um, oh, thanks. Goddamn. Tip of the iceberg. If you like hearing about the rap song I'm going to perform for you, wait till I perform it for you. You're going to die. Um... So whenever I get that light for three minutes left, we're launching into it. But I got to start off by putting one audience member on blast. I'm not going to single you out. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Here's what happened. I'm standing on the edge of the room observing the show. Not even going to say which edge, so I don't give anyone away who doesn't want to be identified. Aziz Ansari comes out on stage. This guy springs into action. He busts out the iPhone. He's holding that shit up. He takes a picture of Aziz doing stand-up. And I look at it, and I've seen Aziz and other crowds be like, don't take videos of me doing stand-up. So I'm keeping an eye on this guy. Is he just going to take still photos, or is he going to make it a movie? Just stick into stills. Stick into stills. And I'm like, cool. This dude's all right. Maybe Aziz doesn't want people to take photos of him, but this seems okay. So then I start noticing the pattern. I'm like, this guy is taking a lot of photos of Aziz. (laughs) Just a lot of pictures of him. Then his phone goes, oh, and after every picture, he looks over at one part of the room. He takes the shot and like looks over at some friend he has in the crowd. I don't know what this guy's deal is. I've never talked to this guy. Still haven't. 
His phone goes, you're full on pictures. I'm sort of looking over his shoulder at the action. He scrolls all the way up to the top of his pictures and just starts fucking deleting picture after picture to make room for pictures of Aziz. Now look, we all saw Aziz's set. Almost all the pictures are of Aziz being like this. Picture after picture after picture. He's deleting pictures from the top of his picture list. Like, these things are old. They have some history to them. There's some bottom on these motherfuckers. Out the window, 50 shots of Aziz being like... He's working through. He gets to a row of them, and I can see. I can't tell what they are, right? But I can see that they're all, like, sort of the same. Like, seven pictures maybe in a row of, like, exactly the same or basically the same thing. He skips over that row and keeps on deleting like a crazed motherfucker. It must have been pictures of like Dane Cook performing somewhere or something, you know? So then Aziz has that thing where he's like, don't take pictures of me, and the guy puts his camera away real quick. And, uh, <laughs> fuck, man, it was just great. That's about all the story, but just what a fun thing to watch. I was enjoying the comedy, and then there was like a whole another level of it for me, so. I don't know this dude. He's standing in the part of the room where performers are, so he's probably a comedian of some kind, but goddamn, man, that was a funny thing to see. Thank you for that. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Uh, is that my three-minute light that I just saw? No. Great. Um, okay, that's all I had to say about that guy. All right, so real quick. Um, uh, Kanye West has a new album out. Um, you guys probably are aware of that. Uh, probably many of you are even aware that it's called Yeezus. Um, but not everybody might be aware that it, why it's called Yeezus. And I feel like it might be embarrassing to ask your friends that. You just want to seem like the kind of person who knows why the album's called Yeezus. So if you don't know, just real quick, you don't have to say, I'm one of those people, Kanye West, Kanyeezy. Um, I just got my three-minute light. You got to fucking figure it out for yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am respectful as hell. All right, this song is called Buddha Worm. <laughs> yeah, guys, rap. Touch softer, Tozer, touch softer. One day I saw a worm on the sidewalk making his little way across the pavement. And I thought, man, it's gonna get stepped on on the concrete. I need to save it. So I took out a credit card and then a second credit card and used those to scoop the worm up to dump him in the grass of a nearby yard. The worm started to writhe and flail, whipping his head or his tail, I don't know. But as I watched him convulse and twist, I thought, what kind of pathetic defense is this? Honestly, has it ever occurred that a squirming worm has deterred a determined bird? And I shook my head as it jerked and thrashed, and then I set it down in the grass. So I say, you're welcome, worm, both for moving you to safety and for letting you think your flopping scared me off, thus allowing you to escape me. You must have felt like a bad mamma jamma kid, tougher than Rambo in his bandana did. Worm, you're welcome for letting you believe you are the Jean-Claude Van Damme of the Annalids. Whoa-ho! You're welcome, worm. You're welcome, worm. Oh-ho! You're welcome, worm. You're welcome, worm. Now a worm is lowly and weak, and compared to them, we're omnipotent. But as puny as they can seem, in the grand scheme, we are more equivalent than different. Like them, we move on our way so obliviously of the fact that it could all end abruptly, whether we're squashed by a bus or crushed by a hush puppy. Like them, we have no defenses against the events life sends us. No matter how big or little of a pickle, all we can do is just wriggle and wiggle. So whether it's hair 
harrowing diseases, or a sparrow eats us, or we're carried off to safety by a pair of visas. We can't fight fate. It's out of our control, and that keeps me humble. So I say thank you, worm. You showed me humility. Yes, your vulnerability reminds me of my own frailness and fragility. My ego is the size of a gigantic squid, but I'm doing what I can to rid my life of all that. You enlighten me, worm. You are the Siddhartha Gautama of the Annalids. Whoa-ho! I thank you, worm. I thank you, worm. Oh-ho! I thank you, worm. I thank you, worm. So that's basically the song, you guys, but there are a few takeaways I want you to have. Ladies, I'm recently single, and there's just a few things I want you to perceive about me from what you just heard. First, I'm sensitive, thoughtful, I care about animals. Two, I'm deep and philosophical. And three, I have more than one credit card. Thank you guys so much. I'm Zach Sherwin. You're a great crowd. God bless. Guys, Zach Sherwin, let him hear it. Hey, we have one final comic on the show, an amazing, an amazing final act for the night. It's been such a great show so far, and I'm so glad that he is here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Mr. Gredf... Mr. Hang on, I'm going to take it again. I said it that out. Uh, not for the live show. Uh, I don't assume that you... But we, we also put this out as a podcast. So for that, for the live show, I totally fucked that up. And I know that. And so do you. Raise me up, audience. Raise me up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please keep it going for Mr. Greg Fitzsimmons. Give it up for Greg. Come on! Thank you so much for making the trip out and doing the show. God, you are hilarious. I don't know if I've ever seen you live before. I've never done it live before. Yeah, this was, that was an amazing first try. Right now, thank you. Yeah. Just keep at it, but I have some notes, and I'll give you okay, those off great, podcast. Okay, great, yeah. Like if you just have an email or just your home address. Well, people are going to blog about it, so I would say probably just jump in the chat yeah. room. Okay, I'll jump in the chat room. Um, do you read all the comments or just the top couple? No, no, that's why I want you to jump in okay. the chat room. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, What are you working on right now? Uh, well, I have a one-hour special coming out on Comedy Central that I taped this past year, and I just when is saw. That coming out? Good question. Okay, I'm waiting cool. on a Rad. date. People will. People will. Uh, yeah, look for it. Now. Look for it. Um, and then uh, I just sold a show to FX. Awesome. What is the show? I can't talk about it because okay. we just sold it. Like kind of like I can't talk about the date of my one-hour special. Yeah. Like I can. I can talk around things that so are happening with me, but it? no details. Uh, three weeks ago. Wow. Two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it's exciting. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, I've never worked as hard on a pitch before. Usually, I just come up with a half-baked idea. And then I go in and try to be charming so in the you, room. You felt like you really flushed this one out? This one I really How sat down. How long did it take you to do that? Probably like five, six weeks yeah. of working with some other people. Awesome. I did it with another guy. Awesome. Not that it couldn't have been a girl. I mean, I, I didn't mean that to could sound have been, like... You know, I, I yeah. felt you were looking me in the eyes. Right. So I felt like we were equals in that moment. So I felt like it could have been a girl. Well, if you yeah. want to ever pitch a show yeah. with me, I mean, I, I think it would... I think that's what we're doing right now. This is pitching a show? Yeah. Okay. Right? Or well, no? I don't... I feel like, um, you know... <laughs> I don't feel like you're a lead. Okay. But I see you as like, you know, six out of 13. Kind of a... Yeah, that's... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And you die. I think that's the key. How early? Or is the whole show about the death? You know what I mean? I think we start with the death. Let's kill you. Okay. And then we'll go back and, uh, you know... Yeah. That worked for a bunch... A lot of shows. Kill first. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. Oh, thank you. About the show, and I and I will look for it and 
and find out more about it. Are you going anywhere soon? Yeah, I'm anywhere? going to Portland, Oregon this weekend. Where are you performing up there? Uh, the Helium Comedy Club. Oh, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, I love, I love going to Portland to perform, too. Those people are like, they just want to... They want to be people so bad. Yeah. Like they want to be at shows. Right. They want to be like. They want. Yeah, they're they're, they're hungry like really for <laughs> yeah entertainment up yeah. there because there wasn't comedy for a long time. And now with Portlandia, and I think they have a comedy festival yeah, there. And, yeah, so there's a good there's a good scene that's forming. I think a lot of good comics are living there now. Yeah, and uh, so that'll be fun. And then I'm going up to the Montreal Festival in a couple weeks. Awesome. And then um, taking August off and then hitting the road in the fall. Rad. Well, yeah. I hope to see you. Guys, Greg Fitzsimmons, one more time. Make it worth his while. Parked in the Galsons. You guys, thank you so much for coming out. We are here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater. I'm Cameron Esposito. Give it up one more time for everybody you saw tonight. And hope to see you again soon. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.